in that. Let's turn to First Peter and see how he's changed our life and directing it still. First Peter chapter three verse eighteen. Yes, he was born in autumn, early winter. That's what it had in the in all the symbols. They've got all symbols to you have to interpret from the map at the front, and that's when the Lord was was born. And some say it would shepherds wouldn't have been out at that time of the year. It was winter, but it was late autumn, early winter, when um, he was he would have been born, according to that chronology and here we see the other end he's suffering in verse 18 for Christ also hath once suffered for sins the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh but quickened by the spirit these verses verse 17 and 18 parallel almost verse 20 and 21 of the last chapter Peter's using the art in teaching of repetition. (laughs) If you go back to verse 20 of chapter 2, for what glory is it if when ye are buffeted for your faults, you take it patiently, but when ye do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. For even hereunto will you call, because Christ suffered for us. Leave us an example you should follow in his steps. And verse 17 in chapter 3, it's better if the will of God be so you suffer for well-doing. And it parallels with verse 20 of chapter 2. When you're buffeted for your faults and you suffer, even if you do right, if you suffer for well-doing. And verse 21 of chapter 2, Christ is the example, leaving us an example. Verse 18 of chapter 3, he has suffered once, the just for the unjust. And so leaving us an example. So Peter is using this method of repetition to teach us we have a great example in the Lord Jesus of enduring in suffering. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word, and thank you for our greatest example of all in the word, the living word, the Lord Jesus, who was set before us tonight as the one who suffered for us, the just for us unjust sinners, taking our unrighteousness and giving us his righteousness bearing our sins in his body on the tree. And may we always be thankful for that and reminded of that, that we never got to heaven, never will get to heaven on our own merits, but on the sinlessness and the suffering and the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. And bless his holy name. Thank you for his willingness to come, to be born, to live and to die for us. And give thanks in Jesus' name, his precious name, his wonderful name. Amen. Amen. So, we've been looking at the conduct of Christians. I was visiting Sam and Elise the other day. And um, the most viewed, he said, I didn't want to tell you this. (laughs) I'll make you nervous. The most viewed service of all the services we have here is this one, prayer meeting. Truly? 
Yeah. So, hello uh, to whoever is viewing. Um, <clears throat> a few hundred people watching in on Wednesday nights. Um, so, praise the Lord. And it may, I don't know if it's the subject or the book or just that people have more time during the week. So, keeping us up to where we are, we've been looking at the conduct of Christians in the family, in the fellowship and in the faith. We've seen our attitude in suffering, our advice in suffering and our action in suffering in chapter 3. And uh, <clears throat> now we go on in chapter 3, the conquest of Christ. So we've seen the conduct of Christians under all those headings we've just uh, given. And all these outlines are all on, what is it called? Telegram. Telegram now. It's, yeah, that's, I think it's still on WhatsApp as well. <coughs> the conquest of Christ for Christians. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. We will be able to glorify Christ better in our suffering if we understand the ministry of Christ for us as given in this section as you read through it, but we're just looking at verse 18 tonight. Here we see a perfect example of unjust suffering of an individual for others who really needed <laughs> to suffer for their own sins. Christ took our, our suffering on himself. And we see his death, first of all. <clears throat> so we're going to see his death, his dissension, and his proclamation. And we're going to move on from there as well and so we're going to see his ascension his resurrection and his ascension in this but it is interesting in this section here that ties with other portions in peter his descension there's a lot of controversy about that one yes. but we'll just go through it and give the thoughts on it he what is it but that he also first descended into the lowest parts of the earth was christ alive after he died Remember the other day, uh, I, I, I pointed Vivian out, poor Vivian, he, he, it made him wriggle in his seat, but he, he was put, the, the question was asked him, did God die? Um, wait a minute, did God die? <laughs> was Christ alive after he died? Uh, are we dead when we die? What's dead? The body's dead, yeah. <laughs> the spirit and soul is alive, <laughs> more alive than ever. And once we die, because it's released from the body and the constraints of it. Absent from the body, it says in the Bible, for the, for the believing person is present with the Lord. Lord. And for a non-Christian, they're very much alive, but very much in despair. You know, dip your finger in water, cool my tongue. Yeah. And they were able to talk, reason, think, and they had a tongue to cool. So they're very much, very much alive. <clears throat> and for Christ, he's very much alive. And just waiting for that resurrection and uh, the, the body he had and uh, out of that tomb. And it was all done as ASAP, as soon as possible. <laughs> that early that morning. And when Christ raises the Christians from the dead and when the rapture happens, it'll be ASAP. <laughs> when he comes, he comes quickly. And not that he comes quickly way back. When it just happened, he came quick. He, he comes quickly. When he comes, he'll come quickly. Hmm. There'll be no messing around. <laughs> There'll be action. Action stations. And I've been studying that 
because Elise and Sam are going away for a week. They want me to get two or three weeks sermons, outlines already. And, be, <laughs> it, and getting them all there and looking into that a little bit. But action stations when Jesus comes, unbelievable things will happen at a pace so rapid the world won't be able to keep up. News, the news will have plenty to report if they are even existing. The, the <clears throat> on things that will be going down around the world. It's busy enough now, isn't it? with the news, if you listen to it. Yeah. His death shows us his vicarious atonement in verse 18a. Once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust. Who deserved the punishment? We did. Yeah. All of us did. We're all sinners, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. We deserved. We were unjust. He was just. He was a righteous man. I find no fault with him. Who said that? Pilate. Pilate said that. I find no. He's a just man. They said that. And uh, truly, he was the Son of God. Who said that? These are unsaved people. The, um, the soldier. The soldier, the, soldier of the, cross, yeah. the soldier said that. He went right at the death. You know, and the and. When the resurrection happened, they were as dead men, weren't they? Yeah. It's amazing that they went in and took bribes from the from the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. That they even took them. They would have been they were knocked out at the resurrection there at the at the tomb when Christ rose from the dead that day, that morning. And they went and did that and spread a lie around. But he <clears throat> his vicarious atonement. And let's turn to Second um, Corinthians chapter five. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. This probably puts it plainer as any verse in the Bible. And uh, Paul is talking about the ministry of reconciliation being committed to Christians, those who, those who have believed. He said we're ambassadors for Christ. And he said in verse 21, For he hath made him who knew no sin, the just one, the Lord Jesus, to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. <clears throat> for those liars who say Christ was only unconscious in the tomb, hell awaits them. For those religious bigots who say so, they deserve nothing else because they have in their hands but not in their hearts the word of God will condemn them because they didn't believe it and didn't preach it. He took on humanity and went all the way to the cross to suffer and die, not become unconscious for our sins. Did he not? That's right. He is a propitiation for our sins according to 1 John 2, 2. And this was God's plan from eternity past. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9 we read, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he hath given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. This was his plan in eternity past. He planned this and he fulfilled this. <clears throat> the conquest of Christ, his death. He died on our behalf. All these things 
were typified throughout the Old Testament. The more you read the Old Testament and you come upon them. There are a lot of types in the Bible, aren't there? Yes. <laughs> John knows where I'm going. <laughs> Give me a type. Joseph. Joseph's a type. Of who? Christ. Christ. Another type. Showbread. Bread of life. Bread of life. Yes. Is it spoken of Old and New Testament? Another type. Serpent on the pole is spoken of Old and New Testament. Yes. You see, you can be pretty sure this is this is real. This is repeated. And you can go and find a lot. All those wanderings in the wilderness. We we went through them, and I try to make sure before I try to say this is this. And there and there, Old and New Testament. Yeah. Hmm. We did have a visitor. I got his card. <laughs> I think I was at home on Sunday night. And he was talking about the Herod factor and the blood moon and the planetary alignment and Revelation 12. And I just think Revelation 12, the sun... The the, the the woman, the child. Uh, yeah, I was just trying. Uh, he was jumping. The woman riding a beast. Yeah, all all over the place. Daniel eleven. Daniel, I said, yeah, that's the Antichrist. I said that's Antiochus Epiphanes, and he was trying to use types. <laughs> and I, I said, where? I said, is it written in the New Testament? Well, no. I said, <laughs> it needs to be verified New Testament. And uh, what we have here in the Lord Jesus, we can find heaps of types in the sacrificial system, can't we? They're there, yep. typifying the Lord Jesus. This is real types, yep. and that's what we need to go by. And we have to be careful how far we take them in that. And all these things were typified in the Old Testament on many occasions. The coats of skin Adam and Eve were clothed with. He clothed me with a garment of salvation. Abraham offering Isaac. The, all, the words are almost word for word, aren't they? God will provide himself a lamb. And he provided a lamb caught in the thicket. <clears throat> take, now, take now thy son, thine only forgotten son. No, not quite. Thine only son. But we just know the New Testament, the only begotten son and the brazen serpent. And, and we talked about the scarlet cord on Sunday, the blood red cord. And that was what saved the house there, identified the house and things like that. And there's many and a multitude of them we can use. You see, I have, I put it this way, I have family members that go into a lot of these things and stretch the limits <laughs> beyond the pale, <laughs> we could say. You know, it's just, and I've, I've said this. <laughs> yeah, thanks.
we need to talk about the Lord Jesus, what he's done for us. And <clears throat> there's so many weirdo ideas going around today, we need to stick to the word of God, mm. stick to what the Bible says. Yeah, yeah. And by the foolishness of preaching, people are saved. By the foolishness of the preaching of the cross. And it's the power of the cross, the power of the blood, that changes people's hearts. Sin and the burnt offering and all that is mentioned in the Old Testament. Think of the, the sin offering. And I, there's a book, Camping with God, I've mentioned it before, I think it's by Alfred. And it just goes through the old, the old tabernacle and everything it touches on, you know, all the, the types and the, the colours of the things, the metals of the things of the tabernacle, the colours of the things of the tabernacle, the cloths of the tabernacle, the items of the tabernacle, and it, it goes through all of them and, and, and typifies them into the New Testament, what they mean is in regards to the Lord Jesus. But with the sin offering... <clears throat> where the vileness of the sinner was transferred to the substitute. The burnt offering, where the virtue of the substitute was transferred to the sinner. And this was done through Christ, put to death in the flesh. Put to death in the flesh for us. And as we read in this verse, for Christ has once suffered for sins, not his own, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Doesn't that sound good? <laughs> because it is. He brings us sinners to God because he's cleansed us so that we can come to God. Because if he, if he didn't bring us to God and he didn't cleanse us from sin, we could not come to God, could we? We can't come to God as sinners. But he, the Lord Jesus, the go-between. What do we call that person? The, the one that... Mediator. The mediator, that's the word, yes. The mediator brings us to God, brings us to his Father, being put to death in the flesh. <clears throat> and the verse before that we looked at, 2 Corinthians 5.21. He, when he suffered for us and when we believe on him, he imputed his righteousness to us. In Romans chapter 4 and verse 3, speaking of Abraham, for what saith the scripture, Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness there. It was, it was put to his, it was imputed to him, counted to him, an accounting term, <laughs> counted unto him for righteousness. So when you believe, it's accounted to you, it's put to your account, you're righteous. Isn't that simple? No work. Believe. Now to him that worketh is a reward not reckoned of grace but of debt. If I say, right, God, I'm going to do some things for you and I'm going to work for you and I'll work for you and, and then God's indebted to us. That's not the way God works. God's never indebted and never will be. He never can be indebted to us. He makes it so we... It's not that way. It's by grace. But to him that worketh not but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth or inputeth righteousness without works, saying, Blessed 
are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Down in verse 11, for he received the sign of circumcision. Now, you can read all that between there. Our seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had being uncircumcised, that he might be the, this is talking about Abraham, he is uncircumcised, the father of them that believe, though they be not circumcised. So circumcision doesn't save them either, because Abraham wasn't circumcised. That righteousness might be imputed unto them also. So it wasn't a work salvation, it's a belief, a faith salvation. He imputes us. Are you saved? Have you been brought to God by the Son, by and through Jesus Christ, by faith in him? Have you been made righteous by faith? In other words, chapter 5 of Romans and verse 17. I'm not trying to complicate it, I'm trying to say it simply, as the Bible says it. 5 verse 17. For if by one man's offence... Adam in the Garden of Eden, rain, uh, death reigned by one, much more they who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift, the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. In verse 19, for as by one man's disobedience, Adam's, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one, the Lord Jesus shall many be made righteous. He died for us. He is our substitute. The vicarious <coughs> atonement on our behalf, the Lord died. The blood of animals could not take away sin, tells us in Hebrews 10, verse 14, verse 4 and verse 11. The blood of Christ offered once could take away our sins once and for all <clears throat> it says in Hebrews 9 and verse 12 there's a lot of other verses in Hebrews that talks about that the blood of bulls and goats could not take away sin but in this verse one offering 9 and verse 12 neither by the blood of goats and calves but by his own blood he entered once into the holy place no more sacrifices. So what are these people offering sacrifices? <clears throat> and offering the blood and body of Christ every Sunday in the sacraments. What are they doing? They're crucifying the Son of God afresh every day, every weekend. That's blasphemy and it's wrong. So we say, or it says back in that verse, verse 18... First uh, Peter 3, once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that we might, he might bring us to God, put to death in the flesh, quickened by the Spirit. He was quickened by the Spirit. <clears throat> Although Christ was put to death in the flesh, as Peter puts it, he was quickened by the Spirit. In fact, the Holy Spirit was active in all phases of the Lord's life. The Spirit conceived him. In Luke chapter 1, verse 30, 35, remember the Holy Spirit came to Mary and he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He was anointed by the Holy Spirit. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 and 17, where at the baptism, the Holy Spirit descended upon him 
at the, at the baptism for his ministry. And thirdly, he offered himself without spot to God in his death through the eternal spirit, Hebrews 9.14. And we could have looked all these up, but we won't. And thirdly, he was raised by the power of the Holy Spirit, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. We'll look this one up. Romans 8 and verse 11. But, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. That's the Holy Spirit. If you haven't the spirit, you're none of his. And if the spirit of God dwells in you, when the time for the resurrection happens, what will happen? As he raised up Christ, he'll raise you up. He'll quicken the mortal body too. Your mortal body as he quickened the Lord's body. If the Lord hadn't raised, nobody would be raised. But because he's been raised by the spirit, we also will be raised. <clears throat> he commended his spirit to the care and keeping of his father. When he died on the cross in Luke twenty three forty six, And in Romans 1, 4 it says, And declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. And so, <clears throat> as Peter said there in verse 18, Quickened by the Spirit. If we've been saved by the Spirit, we'll be quickened mortally by the Spirit on Resurrection Day 2. So, the conquest of Christ, we've seen his death. And the next time we come get together, Lord willing, we'll look at his dissension and proclamation, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, who one time or some time were disobedient when... Once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. Just completely changes the subject, as it were, to talking about a way back there in Noah's time. You know, what's 1,400 or something years prior to when he was talking about there with Christ's death to back then. We'll leave. Is that descending? We'll talk about it when we get there. (laughs) (laughs) Hell is always down. <laughs> it is hot down there. The crust of the earth is only about 30 kilometres deep. And it's only a crust. And I was reading about the flood. When the flood happened, all the deep parts levelled up, heaved up, and the mountains went down. So it all just... like this. And the water went over the whole place. When the flood receded, the seas went down. The cross moved again, the mountains went up, and we've got what we've got. So we've, it's not real solid underneath. <laughs> We're on magna. <laughs> and it's, thin ice. Yeah, yeah. Thin, we're walking on thin ice. Hey, unsaved people are on thinner ice, aren't they? Yeah. In the day in which we live, is would to God they would wake up and they're. They're just walking on thin ice and it's hot underneath. Praise the Lord for his word and that we know the truth and he's saved us from terrible, terrible times and a terrible eternity too.